Emily, turn in your Bibles to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Today, of course, is Thanksgiving Sunday, and interesting things happen at Thanksgiving. For instance, a food editor of the local newspaper received a telephone call from a woman inquiring, inquiring how long she should cook a 22-pound turkey. And uh, the food editor on the other line who answered said, well, just a minute, just a minute, said the food editor, turning to consult a chart. Well, thank you very much, replied the novice cook, and hung up. Try cooking 20-pound turkey for just a minute. In regions of Mexico, hot springs. Some of you have probably been to hot springs. How many of you have been to hot springs? Yeah? All right. Well, in some regions of Mexico, hot springs and cold springs are found side by side. And because of the convenience of this natural phenomena, the women often bring their laundry, they, they clean and, and boil their clothes in the hot springs, making use of free hot water. So they clean and boil their clothes in the hot springs, and then they rinse them. They rinse them in the cold springs. Well, one day a tourist was watching this procedure, and the tourist commented to the Mexican guide and, and said, well, they, they must think, they must think Mother Nature is generous to freely, to freely supply such ample, clean, hot, and cold water. And the guide replied, no, senor, no, senor, there is much grumbling because she supplies no soap. A lot of you are probably familiar with the dog Snoopy in Peanuts. How many of you, yes, you're familiar with Snoopy in Peanuts? Well, Snoopy is, is getting dog food. Snoopy is getting dog food for his Thanksgiving Day dinner. And he is aware, however, that everyone else in the family is inside having turkey. So Snoopy meditates. He meditates on this and, and talks to himself and says, how about that? How about that? Everyone is eating turkey today, but just because I'm a dog, I get dog food. I get dog food. Well, Snoopy then trots away, and he positions himself on the, the top of his doghouse, and he thinks for a moment, and then he says, of course, of course, it could have been worse. I could have been born a turkey. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving. Let's express our thanks to the Lord. And Psalm 103 bring up 
brings up many reasons for thanksgiving. Let's look at some of those reasons. First of all, let's say, thank the Lord for the good things he has done in your life. This comes out in verses two and five. For instance, verse two says, let all that I am praise the Lord. <clears throat> May I never forget the good things he does for me. Notice that. May I never forget the good things he does for me. And then in verse five, verse five, it says, he fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. He fills my life <clears throat> with good things. I want to invite you today, dear family, to thank the Lord for the many good things in your life. As the hymn writer says, count them one by one and see what God has done. There are many good things that have happened in your life this past year, and I want to encourage you to focus on them. As most of you know, we have a wonderful youth program every Friday evening here at the church. And this Friday evening, our youth gathered together, and one of our young ladies actually gave the devotional, Keola. She gave a beautiful devotional on having an attitude of gratitude. And after she finished her message, our youth minister, Pastor Lucas, said to the group, and there were about 35 of us crowded into the room there, our youth minister said, teens, would you maybe like to talk about something that you are really grateful for? Just briefly tell everybody what you are sincerely thankful for. And to be honest with you, my heart was warmed and, and touched as I listened to our youth talk about what they were sincerely grateful for. And as I listened to them, I honestly felt they, they weren't just saying things because they were asked to say, but I really felt, Pastor Lisa, I really felt that it was coming from their heart. And the truth is, the truth is many times, many times, let's be honest, you and I are inclined to think that young people take everything for granted. Isn't that true? A lot of times we're inclined to think that our young people, other people's young people, take things for granted. But I was really blessed as I listened to our youth give their brief responses of something that they were grateful for. Because as, as they talked one by one, there was a theme coming across. And they weren't copying each other. They weren't just trying to say whatever the other person said. But there was a beautiful theme coming across. As, as many of them said, they were sincerely grateful for the fact that in this country, in, in their family, they were sincerely grateful for the fact that they have adequate food. They expressed thanksgiving for their family and friends. And to my surprise, many of them expressed thanksgiving for the opportunity that they have to get a good education. And so as I listened to the youth, my, my heart was strangely warm because 
I, I said, Lord, I thank you for the fact that although sometimes we think teens take everything for granted, this is a little reminder to me that they are looking upon the good things in their life and recognizing them as good things and not just taking everything for granted. And they, they talked about how they realized that many of the blessings that they have in Canada, many people around the world don't have them. Amen? And so thank the Lord for the good things that he has done in your life. On this Thanksgiving Sunday, I want to thank the Lord for helping us, for helping us to start a new church just last month. We actually began the initial planning for the start of that new church about five years ago. And I rejoice in the fact that we have been able to give a number, a quite a good number of people to this new church led by Pastor Yanni. And in these first three Sundays, in these first three Sundays, the congregation has averaged 107 as this church has just been launched and started. And so this is simply one good thing that I want to praise God for. Amen? I want to also thank the Lord for his help, his help in enabling us to pay the monthly mortgages of our church here. Some of you are aware of this, but many of you may not know, but today, today actually marks 12 years since we moved into this beautiful new church building. Today is 12 years. And I wanna praise God and express gratitude to him and gratitude to the hundreds of you who have made it possible for us across these years to always pay our monthly mortgages. To God be the glory. Thank you, thank you to the many of you who have made three-year pledges, three-year pledges for, for several occasions, several, many years. I wanna thank the many of you who in recent years we've had one-year pledges and you've made commitments to give a certain amount per month and this has been an incredible help and blessing, enabling us to meet our financial responsibilities to the mortgage holders. And I want to express praise to the Lord for his help through this journey. And I want to just remind us that uh, on the first Sunday of November, November 1st, we will once again be taking our one-year pledges, and you can see the cards in your program, in your bulletin, it says, my mortgage fund pledge. And I wanna ask you to continue with me, with us, with us pastors, and with our board members, I wanna ask us to continue to prepare and pray towards the pledge that you and I should make this coming November the 1st. Or if you're going to be away, if you're going to be away, then uh, you feel free to, uh, to, to submit your pledge card before, before November the 1st or after November 1st. But this is a one-year pledge, basically going from October of this year to the end of September of next year. And I want to express gratitude to the, to the many of you who will make pledges once again. So my friends... Thank the Lord for the good things he has done in your life. Amen? Then 
secondly, from Psalm 103, I want to say thank the Lord for forgiving all your sins. Verse 3 says, he forgives all my sins. He forgives all my sins. And we have many other promises in the Bible that are similarly stated. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, we have that beautiful verse that says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness or to cleanse us from all wickedness. And so may you and I have this great sense of appreciation and gratitude for the fact that your sins have been forgiven. You don't have to live with guilt. You don't have to live with fear for consequences of your sins because you can be forgiven. And the question is, have you asked? Have you asked the Lord to forgive you for your sins? And the reason you and I can be forgiven of our sins is because God came to earth in the person of Jesus And Jesus died on the cross of Calvary to pay the price for your sins and mine. And so now, the Bible says, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is, you do not have to feel or stand condemned for your sins because Jesus has paid the price and your privilege and mine is to say, dear Lord, forgive me for my sins. And I receive your forgiveness by faith. If you've come to church today, or radio listeners, if you're listening by radio, or online somehow, I want to say to you, listen, listen, you do not have to live with a load of guilt. You do not have to carry a big burden of guilt because Jesus has paid the price for your sins. And now you can receive his forgiveness by faith. Let me also ask us this. How about, how about the fact that since the Lord has forgiven you, on this Thanksgiving, can that truth possibly inspire you to forgive someone, to forgive someone who has wronged you Amen? Two little brothers named Harry and James had finished supper, and they were playing until bedtime. Somehow, somehow, you know how these things happen, it's always a somehow. Somehow, Harry hit James with a stick, and tears and bitter words followed. Charges and accusations were still being exchanged as mother prepared them for bed. Then the mother said, the mother said, now James, James, before you go to bed, you're going to have to forgive your brother. James was thoughtful for a few moments, thought about it, and then he replied, Well, okay, okay, I'll forgive him tonight. I'll forgive him tonight. 
But if I don't die before I wake up, he'd better look out in the morning. When you forgive, forgive completely and not partially. As someone here I heard said, let it go. Let it go. Amen? All right. Number three. Thank the Lord for his help with your health. H-E-A-L-T-H. This came to my mind out of verse 3, obviously, because the second part of verse 3 says this. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Heals all my diseases. Now that's a reminder to me that the Lord wants to help you and me. He is our helper and healer. And let's thank him and praise him for that. Now I know and you know that we don't always understand why some illnesses are not fully or totally healed. We don't have all the answers. But I believe in this truth, that he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. The Lord has helped many of you with your health needs. And he is currently helping others of you. And there are others of you that he is going to help in the days and in the weeks ahead. And as I stand before you today, I want to thank the Lord for his help with my own health needs. As most of you know, for most of my life, I've been a very healthy gentleman. But as most of you here know, about eight years ago, I was diagnosed with a particular cancer. And just almost eight years ago, I had that major operation that removed a, a big cancerous growth from within me. And, um, and then, the, of course, the question was, is it going to come back? The operation was successful, for which I and we praised God. And then my surgeon said, okay, I need for you to come back for a test every year for the first five years, I need for you to come back for me to check to make sure that the cancer has not come back. So a year later, I went back, had the required test. Second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. And each year, obviously, there was no cancer. And then uh, my doctor said, all right, this is great news. Since there are no signs of it coming back, Wait three more years before you come back to see me and have this procedure done once again. It just so happened that early this week was the eighth year. Well, was the, was the time that I had this particular test done to see if the, there was any sign of cancer once again. Well, I want to give God thanks and praise because after doing the procedure, the doctor, who was my surgeon that did the operation, the doctor said, I'm delighted to tell you, there are no signs of cancer at all. 
So I thank the Lord for his help with your health matters and mine. Amen? Let's move to number four. We want to say thank God. Thank God for saving you from situations where you could have died. As you look back over this year, let's thank the Lord for saving you from situations where you could have died. This came to my mind out of verse four where it says, he redeems me from death. He redeems me from death. The psalmist was probably talking about some situations where, where he almost lost his life for various reasons. The good news is, as we think about this truth pertaining to you and your family, this past year, some of you, some of you were not expected to live for different reasons. Some of you could get up here today and testify of how you were not expected to make it. In fact, we have a dear lady in our church who spent a long time in the intensive care unit this summer. She was very ill, and she told me how it wasn't expected that she would survive. And I rejoiced. I rejoiced as on Thursday of this week, she said to me at the hospital, she said, Pastor, I'm going home tomorrow, on Friday. I'm going home. She had told me the week before that she was scheduled to go home this past Friday. But as, as that became a reality, I said, praise God. I rejoiced with her and obviously prayed a prayer of thanksgiving with her there in the hospital room. Thank the Lord for saving you from situations where you could have died. For some of you, some of you, this past year, you have survived major car accidents. Others of you, others of you, whether you have known it or not, the Lord helped you to avoid a major car accident that could have taken your life or the life of other family members or friends who were in the vehicle with you. Amen? Others of you have been saved this past year from an intruder, from an intruder, an intruder, some other evil person. Some of you have been saved from financial collapse that for you would have been a kind of death. And some of you this past year have been saved from eternal death. You've been saved from eternal death because you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And so now you know that your eternal home is heaven. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And you know that your eternal home is heaven. Amen? And we praise God for that. Number five, we want to thank God for loving you. For loving you. And this, this theme is stated several times, multiple times, in Psalm 103. For example, verse 4 says, He redeems me from death, <clears throat> here it is, and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Verse 8, 
The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled and filled with unfailing love. Verse 11, for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. And then verse 17, the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him or with those who have reverence for him. And so, dear ones, I want to encourage us to truly be people who have this expression of gratitude to the Lord for the fact that he loves you. We sang that beautiful hymn earlier, Jesus loves me, this I know. And it's not a hymn that we should ever take for granted. Amen? You see, when you know, when you know that God loves you, it helps you feel like a somebody. Isn't that so? When you recognize that the creator of this world, the one who has made this whole universe, who is in, 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 in control of this whole, this whole world, he loves you, that can help you feel like a somebody. Amen? And also, you don't need to feel alone because he loves you and he says, I will be with you. And because he loves you, you can be encouraged. You can be encouraged to persevere. You know, when you know that somebody loves you, a man, a woman, a, a husband, a wife, a, a family member, a friend, a coworker, and when you know that God loves you, it helps you to persevere, doesn't it? Not to give up, but to hang in there. And then when you think about the fact that he loves you, you are also motivated to love others. You are motivated to love others. Amen? And so, I take you to this sixth truth. Thank God. Thank God for bringing justice to you when you were treated unfairly. This truth comes out in verse six. In verse six, it says, the Lord gives righteousness and justice, justice to all who are mistreated, who are mistreated, how? Unfairly. Who are treated unfairly. He brings justice to all who are treated unfairly. Have you felt, have you felt that someone or some organization has treated you unfairly? Don't sweat over it. Because verse six says, the Lord gives justice to all who are treated unfairly. Amen? Amen? Let's also, let's also let this serve as a reminder to all of us to treat other people fairly, fairly in the family and outside of the family. And the good news is, if for some reason at this point in time you feel like you've been treated unfairly, remember the promise of verse six, that he brings justice, God brings justice to all who are treated unfairly. And so, church family, here are six reasons to give thanks. There are many more. If you take some time and read and study Psalm 103 alone, you see 
that there are many other reasons to give God thanks. May your heart and mine be filled with thanksgiving, not only on this Thanksgiving weekend, but every day of your life. And I close with this. The devotional book, Springs in the Valley, that's the title, tells of a man who found a barn where Satan kept his seeds. Now follow me on this. He found a barn where Satan kept his seeds ready to be sown in the human heart. He found that the seeds of discouragement were more numerous than the others, and he learned that those seeds could be made to grow almost anywhere. But when Satan was questioned, Satan reluctantly admitted that there was one place, there was one place in which he could never get them to thrive. There was one place in which Satan could not get the seeds of discouragement to thrive. And where is that? And where is that? asked the man. And Satan replied sadly, in the heart, in the heart of a grateful person. Amen. Lord, we express thanksgiving and praise for the blessings that we are reminded of in Psalm 103 and for so many other blessings. Unto you be all the honor, glory, and praise as we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church family, let us stand. Amen. Church, I just want to testify to Pastor Nick's message about God's goodness. Uh, three weeks ago, I was traveling south on Salem. I was hit from behind by a young man who was traveling 120. He hit me over the medium into the northbound traffic where I was hit again. My car spun around several times and all I could think of, one lady came up and she said to me, ma'am, I hope you serve God. And my answer to her was, I never leave home without him. <laughs> so please remember, never leave home without him. Okay? Thank you. Amen. Thank you, my dear sister. Thank you. As we sing, some of you may want to come and kneel or stand around the altar. Maybe you want to take some moments to just give God thanks for the good things in your life. Maybe you want to come and say thank you for the forgiveness of sins that you enjoy. Or maybe this can be a time when you personally ask the Lord to forgive you for your sins as you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Others of you may want to come and thank him for his help with your health or as you've been reminded of the fact that he wants to help us with our health needs, you want to pray about a health burden, you can come. 
And some of you may just want to come and express thanksgiving for his love, his love, and for our ways in which he has helped you just as our dear sister has testified here. You feel free to come to pray as you wish. God bless you. Let's sing. Let's sing.